0: This this is Jolly Rogers and touchdown with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Myzel.
1: But I'm glad that you brought that up because you know, so many questions revolving around that and kind of hopefully some insight. If you know the Falcons are gonna come in and try to do the same thing, run the ball down the Bucks' throat, because now the Bucks defense is coming in with something to prove. They can stop the run. They're going to be adamant to make that make that statement on Sunday at one o'clock when the Bucks hopefully beat the Falcons. But with that said, you guys, the Falcons have one of the top-rated PFF guards in the league right now with Chris Lindstrom, and he's obviously a huge piece, key successor to that run game. But now he's got to go up against who we hope Vita Vea comes to life and and recharges and brings back that dominant. Samoan presence that he's typically had in the league. And then you've got Logan Hall, who's a rookie who wants to start stacking up his sack totals. But then you got this guy named Devin White. Don't know. If, you, if you've gotten the, the hype around Devin, Height yet, uh, Devin White yet, you know, he sacks, he rides horses, he does the saddle up, and then once he gets one done, then he just starts building off of that. So how do you think a guy like Chris Lindstrom can fare against Devin White, who, you know, had a silent performance last weekend, if you will, and this whole defense needs to really redeem themselves?
2: Well, I love the fact that you bring up Two of my favorite guys in the league, Chris Lindstrom, obviously because I'm a Falcons guy and been around him, and he's one of the one of the good guys in the league. And a guy that you know got off to a weird start in his career. His first game, we're up in Minnesota, and he breaks his foot in the game. I think it was his foot he broke, and so he misses most of his first season. And now he's basically fourth year in the league, and he's really kind of coming in his own more and more and more. He has he had some moments last year, I think. To, to the first part about Lindstrom, I think he's really been helped with the emergence of Drew Dahlman taking over the center position and playing pretty well. This offensive line is much better uh, in a lot of situations than it was in the past. Some of that is because of Marcus Mariota's uh, mobility in the pocket and able to get away from things. But Devin White is the other guy that you know you mentioned, and I wanted this guy in Atlanta because <laughs> it looked like the year he you know he came out. In that 19 draft that 18 season, we weren't very good. And it looked like we might have a pretty good pick. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out for us. Cause I believe I'm not mistaken. We beat you guys in the last game of the year. And then we dropped a little bit lower and you moved up a little bit in the draft spot. And you that grabbed my guy. Play. Yep. Devin white <laughs> has only played five games though, against the Falcons as he's in his fourth year, but he has five sacks. Six tackles for loss and nine quarterback hits in those games against us, so he better be on the mind of everybody up there. In fact, to take a little bit, I know you guys kind of run like a three four, right? Mm -hmm. Jack Barrett in uh six games has four sacks against us. Levante David,
0: who
1: turns it up,
2: feels like he's been in the league for 20 years, (laughs) he has played what like 19 games against us and 21. all he does is live in, uh, on our side of the line of scrimmage with 21 tackles for loss. <laughs> so I can imagine that Arthur Smith and Dave Burgone and even Dwayne Ledford, who's our old line coach, has been up there saying, "All right, yeah, Vita Vea is a beast, but can we block those freaking guys in that that second level of those linebackers because they
1: bash
2: on us, and and he has got to be top of mind." Uh, that's one reason, though, why I really love our running backs these days with Algier and Caleb Huntley, because they are physical guys and they mm-hmm. love to to just take on Al I, I believe it was Keith Smith who's our fullback. We actually talked to him today in, in Atlanta on, on a Sports Radio 1990 game. He ate up uh, a <laughs> Seattle uh, linebacker. I believe it was Jordan Poyer in Seattle. Oh. Just just ate him for lunch. And Poyer was talking a lot of trash and Keith. It's so, like, you know what? So maybe Devin White or Levante David might take one of those on Sunday because this team has got its physical mentality. So I think they might be more uh, suited to take on these guys than ever. But it do- it is a big – it's the scary thing for me how well the second level of your defense has played against us in the past. I was looking at the numbers today. Um, I'm lucky enough to – I. I produce, but I also spot for our radio broadcast for the Great West Durham. So I got my little chart here, if you guys want to see it. So I was making my notes. And I, was like, I looked down. I was like, the only thing that really affects my men- mental about this game more than your second level is what your now quarterback has done against Atlanta uh, in the past in his 9 or 10 N-N-O. games.
0: Scared. I mean,
2: he's had an entire season. For mm-hmm. some quarterbacks, uh in just like nine or ten games against the Falcons. So it's it's very scary. Yeah, I mean, I see <laughs> our I know
0: we were trying
1: to be humble. We were trying to be humble. I um, glad you Aguilar though, because the Bucks almost they were he was on their draft board. He was almost a Tampa Bay Buccaneer and he would have fit prime into the system. I wanted him from BYU BYU so bad, but my dreams don't always come true.
2: Well, we're loving <laughs> him in Atlanta, and, you know, he <laughs> didn't really him. get to – he didn't really – I don't think yeah, – Pretty. yeah, he was inactive week one,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and
2: then uh, Damian Williams gets hurt with a rib injury, right? So we were kind of shorthanded in week one from the running back position, and then week two, Algier just kind of looked a little uh, hesitant is, I guess, a word. Maybe mm-hmm. it was just getting, getting that – that first NFL game, you kind of, kind of, get in that rhythm and kind of get comfortable. And since week two, after that week, he's looked, he's looked comfortable. And and you know, he goes last week, he has a career high in carries for ten carries. And Huntley gets in and really has his, you know, pretty much. Uh, I think he's like his second career game. And he, you know, he had ten carries. So I know we're missing Cordero this week and for for the next few weeks, but. You know, with guys like Lindstrom, I feel confident there. So, I think these guys can step up and help hold off some of these Devin White, Levante Davis, Shaq Barrett guys, Carl Nassib. Uh, hopefully, he can kind of – we have enough to slow these guys down. Love that. It
0: will it'll be really interesting to see, like Casey said, you know, this team, especially the defense, they were, they were kind of embarrassed last week, especially because they really do pride themselves on being – one of and, and were really widely thought to be one of the best run defenses in the country. Uh, and then you see what the Chiefs were able to do to them. So I'm going to kind of pivot a little bit to you, Bo. You guys went pretty specific into the run game. I'm just wondering if the Falcons don't find success, If if we if we see a resurgence of the typical – what we would expect of this Bucks defense, what are they going to do? Do you think that there is going, there are other weapons, right? Because they've experienced a lot. This Falcons offense has experienced a lot of success in the run game, but if the Bucks shut that down, where are they going to pivot?
2: Well, you, you know, Kyle Pitts, has missed the last two days of practice. So this is a guy that may or may not play. You know, you don't really know. Arthur Smith um, said with us yesterday, hey, he is – I'm not worried about it. You know, he also said that about Cordero Patterson last week, though, and and CP played, but then he only had, I think, one carry in the second half and boom, he's on the IR. So I do think at this point in the season, they're going to take it kind of carefully with Pitts. But Drake London is a guy – 4 yeah. games into the NFL season, the guy's got two touchdowns, and 18 catches for over 200 yards. I will be flat out honest because I've been honest everywhere else about Drake London wasn't impressed overly with the pick. Uh I'm a Falcon guy. Obviously, I work with the team pretty closely. But I wanted Chris Olave. If we if if you went receiver, I thought Chris Olave, who did go to New Orleans, was the best receiver in the draft. But Drake London has came in and just been phenomenal he's been he's ran routes better than I actually thought he ever would and I think others have as well this guy has his run after catch has been phenomenal he made a play in Seattle where Mariota sees the blitz coming he knows the guy's coming free he puts the ball where Drake London ran his route to a T perfect a little slant inside the red zone but it was what London did after he was able to catch cut back and then literally drag a guy into the end zone. So, Drake London is a guy to me that looks – that that can definitely step up. But oh, the rest of the wide receiving crew, other than – because he pits as a tight end and I still want to label him over there. But to mm-hmm. me, the wide receiver crew has been Drake London, Olamide Zacchaeus, and then – Hodge. A little bit of crickets. C- Cordero Hodge has had some pretty big catches – you know he didn't uh he's got 5 for 95 but he hasn't been you know this huge explosive guy Brian Edwards through four games has been a complete disappointment for the Falcons. I was looking forward to another big body receiver. I thought he might have been misused a little bit of ways in Oakland. Crickets from this guy. Um you know honestly he's got one more catch than all three of us talking right now. And he and he actually his biggest play the play that's affected a game the most was a play in LA as we've got the ball late in the game red zone Mario gets a little bit flushed and he throws it up to Edwards and Edwards just kind of half runs from what I've seen this is just my you know uh what I saw and he didn't really feel like he gave a bunch and Jalen Ramsey goes over and mosses him he got mossed and that that was the game (laughs) didn't say it cost us the game because there was a lot of plays we didn't make that cost us the the game, Mm -hmm. but that was a play that affected the outcome of the game greatly because that essentially clinched the game for the Rams and Jalen Ramsey went and made a play and our guy didn't just so happens. He's been a healthy scratch the last two weeks Mm -hmm. inactive guys played in two games has one catch for two yards for this season. And it's just not enough. So, Olamide Zaccheaus is a guy that, look at, he's come up with big plays, including last week, makes a huge catch. Uh, late in the game, Mariota makes a good play. He was able to help them out. And then I said Cordero Harris, but a guy who we haven't seen, who, who this fan base was just enamored with in the preseason, was Jared Bernhardt. And oh. he is a rookie. This guy was – he – went to, I believe it was Syracuse where he played lacrosse. I, w- I want to say, I could be wrong. Maybe it was Maryland. I don't know. One of those lacrosse oh, lacrosse schools. lacks life. Yeah. And, and I'm going to, my, <laughs> my sports knowledge definitely lacks there, but he won what the equivalent to the Heisman trophy for college football is in lacrosse. Mm-hmm. Then he went to Ferris state transferred, played quarterback there. And now he's literally first NFL camp makes a roster converts to wide receiver and He's, he's been active for a few games. He's he's not made a difference, no catches, but this is a guy that, you know, the fan base is in with. I'm not saying he's going to do anything. I'm just saying if we need something and he's on the field, it could be a guy that maybe Mariota goes to. I would look more, though, at Drake, day mm-hmm. and to a lesser extent, uh, Kaderil Hodge to be the guys in the passing game they go to. Now, look, Parker Hesse's made some catches. Anthony Fersker has been, has been active, but – pits without the tight ends do lack a little bit mm-hmm. um and because they got some young guys but those receivers London Zacchaeus, and to a lesser extent Hodge could be where we go
1: yeah and I was actually going to ask about the tight ends because it seems like that group is very sparse if you will and um Pitts is a tight end-esque. I, I struggle with the hybrid tight ends that started to make a name for themselves a few few years ago. I think that true pro-style tight end is starting to come back. Uh, here's hoping. But you mentioned that this is a young team, and Arthur Smith has a chip on his shoulder. He's made some very bold statements at the podium as to the confidence that he has behind his team, something you want to hear from every head coach. So I To play into the favor of the Falcons for 10 seconds, I'm going to play nice here. Pitt kind of ranks fourth in all the statistics over the last four weeks against any of the opponents that you guys have had. So him not playing this weekend may not be a uh, work against the Falcons, if you will. Drake London can be that guy potentially. It's seeing how he fares against the secondary. So we talked about people like Devin White, Shack Barrett, that interior defensive line. But then we move to the secondary where you've got Carlton Davis who likes to call himself the best cornerback in the league and he had a pitiful performance last week so again somebody who has something to prove I'll be just as hard as my on my team as I am on any other team then you got Antoine Winfield Jr. while he's been top two in in tackles over the last two games somebody else pretty silent they moved him into that nickel position to kind of help with the blitz that we know Todd Bowles loves to exhaust is this a is this something that Marcus Mariota and Drake London need to look out for being this secondary does Mariota you know how will he manage the blitz that Todd Bowles will probably try to do because he is a mobile quarterback and how can a guy like Drake London fare against Carlton Davis because that's a matchup that I'm excited to see
2: well uh, Carlton Davis is not even going to be the best cornerback on the field on Sunday and I'm I'm not I'm not knocking on you guys, you guys, uh, you, you know how it is. You mentioned how uh, Winfield leads the team in tackles. Y'all, y'all know this as well as I do that if you're, if your nickel cornerback is making a lot of tackles, it's most likely it might not be a great thing, but, because yeah. you kind of want that first, that first and second level to make, because you know, that means you're playing closer to the line of scrimmage, but, I honestly, I like, I like, uh, I like Drake London's chances with a guy like Carlton Davis. Look, Davis is a, a, he's an SEC guy. In fact, you guys just so happen to have your outside corners are both Auburn guys, which is you <laughs> know, the SEC. You got, you got, you got quite a bit of SEC in your secondary, including a guy that we know very well in Atlanta, who's now moved back to strong safety in Keanu Neal. Yes, um, who was on the Super Bowl team here. But Super. look, I think it's a good question about how we'll. How will they handle it? And the, the, the part, though, about Mariota with Todd Bowles, if if Balls wants to send guys, that's I, I actually like that. Because the most likely, that could mean you guys are playing us man. And if you want to come, if you want to send one of those linebackers, those speedy guys, especially a Devin White, you want to send him after Mariota, if I'm Arthur Smith, I'm saying, Read Eat your defense up. pre-snap. If you think you see man, they declare and then they send that blitzer. You see man, that middle's open. Mm-hmm. Run, use your legs. Now be smart. Don't be taking big hits because we don't need Mariota hurt. Because as much as and this Jack Bear will
1: make him pay for it,
2: exactly. So slot. Mm-hmm. get your yards, get down. Because as much as this fan base right now, for some reason, um, is clamoring for the guy who is. The backup right now, I have no clue. Well, I do know why. It's just, that's what fans do. But <laughs> I'm not sure how much of this offense that we've ran the first four weeks we can run with Desmond Ritter. So I mm-hmm. would want Mariota to get out. If you've got, if you've got your dump off, if you've got a guy short, dump it off. Don't you know? Don't risk it. But if you can make some plays with your your legs, you know what that's going to do. That's immediately going to slow down that pass rush. It's also going to maybe make Todd. Say, you know what? He's killing us with his legs. Maybe we need to put a spy there. But hopefully, hopefully, your run defense from week four shows up, not (laughs) the one before that, and we can maybe slow down there as well. Because I heard all last week about how good Cleveland's run defense was. And it was. It was only giving up 83 yards a game, and we were able to kind of take care of that. So hopefully we can kind of repeat there.